Welcome to Fuji Love. This is the show that is all about the Fujifilm X-Series and GFX cameras, but more importantly, it's about the photographers who love to use them. I'm Mark Sadowski, and this show is brought to you by Fuji Love Magazine. For the latest and greatest in all things Fujifilm X-Series and GFX, whether it's news, interviews, and so much more, head on over to fujilove.com. Subscribe today. And now, on with the show. And I'm going to uh, Sayulita, Mexico. Oh, yeah. On the West Coast. So uh, this will be fun. That is awesome. Uh, are you uh, going for just uh, the whole family or? No, so we're doing all the like the Christmas dinners with the family and stuff. And then we're just my girlfriend and I, chow bai <laughs> for eight days or seven days, basically. And, nice. Uh, yeah, we, we, it's, Kind of becoming a tradition uh every year we like to celebrate new years um apparently in mexico so that's <laughs> really cool in a row, we go to the same uh, same place little surf town um out west in uh in mexico so uh yeah it's gonna it's it's been a hell of a year so it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna be great to be, to get some sun a bit oh i w without a doubt especially especially how, how's the weather in canada right now pretty cold. i mean it's funny because it's it's cold but there's absolutely zero snow and usually by then i remember last year it was a total um snowstorm and now it's yeah. just everything is dry and um cold but no <laughs> snow so it did rain a lot uh over the past few days but now it's just uh it's weird it's it it feels like uh fall or something <laughs> we got a ton of rain really uh, yeah the northeast especially got hammered uh one mm. of the places that i frequent for weddings is jackson new hampshire and mm. that has uh a, a, a like a little waterfall and river running through the center of town and the waterfall is it, it's it's nice it, it's it's quaint it's not a huge waterfall at all but oh man the, this the 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 warm weather that we've been having and then the crazy amount of rain turned that waterfall into just like it was this just a, raging madness yeah yeah that's crazy at huh? that time of the year because i mean you i'm sure you guys get snow too right like yes yeah, we get a good amount of snow. Yeah, um, the, the North New Hampshire definitely relies on uh, a, a lot of snow, mm. and, and yeah, it is just. I, I wish I had some footage to show you, mm -hmm. um, but it, it like that waterfall is just, just scary. It, it, it looks like just sheer madness running down the mountain. Oh. Yeah, uh, they had to close down a lot of the highway up there. Uh, really? Got washed out. I don't know how it is right now. I haven't heard any follow-ups, but That's yeah, it, it's definitely going to change the, the landscape a bit for, sure. for uh, next year's weddings. Uh, but yeah, uh, but hey, bright side. Uh, yeah. I'm glad you're going to get away from all this craziness and have some yeah. uh, 
fun in the sun. Hopefully, yeah. You knock on wood, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Never know with this. Uh, follow. Exactly. With the, 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 the world as it is right now, it's a, yeah, never, uh, never a dull moment, always a surprise. Totally. Uh, yeah. So I am here speaking with Fred Ranger. He is an amazing photographer. He is uh, not, not only with the Fuji system, but also the Leica system. Uh, a, a great digital photographer, great film photographer. Uh, he has a very awesome YouTube channel and, and uh, newsletter magazine. Dude, name it. You're you're you got your feet wet in it. Um, <laughs> good to have you back on, man. Yeah, man. It's uh, it's always a pleasure to be back on this show. And uh, yeah, well, I, I heard you say all the stuff I do. So that that's why I need a vacation. I need to go on vacation. <laughs> that's what I'm realizing. Totally, man. It, well, well deserved too. Uh, so yeah, dude, what have you been up to since the last time we chatted? Man, I've been uh, enjoying uh, spending more time on the podcast, just like uh, you're doing, because uh, I found that this is such a a great medium, and I met so many talented photographers. And we, yes, we talk a bit about the gear, but also the the thought process uh, and how people got to where they are today, and so on and so forth. So it was so inspiring uh, to spend more time on that medium. Yeah, and the YouTube channel has suffered a bit, but uh, it's all right. I mean, some some years is more YouTube, some years is more the podcast. So twenty three was definitely the podcast. And on the photography front, I've been experimenting with a couple of cameras. Some of them Fujis. Actually, I have a Fuji film camera with me that I'm bringing on vacation, so uh, I will be able to test it out. I tested it when it uh, came out, but now I'm gonna put it through a space uh, on uh, well supposedly how it was designed to be traveling uh with yeah. the s20 so i can't wait to uh oh to nice i i am man i i want to buy that camera i'm in the position to buy that camera but i am uh, i i have to make the decision soon because i want to make it before uh the end of the year so i you know i could you know, so Uncle Sam knows where 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 to <laughs> where, where where to take his pound of flesh. Um, I'm at a crossroads where I'm like, I could get this, I could really use this, but I'm also waiting because the rumors of the new uh, X100 is, is like right on the horizon as well, and. So I'm I I I'm at a I don't know what what do you think I should do? <laughs> ah man, it's 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 hard. Uh, so many rumors right now about that uh, next iteration of the beloved X100V. I, I, although there there are mixed signals, to be honest. Like I I don't know. They were supposed to stop the production of other cameras to fill the orders of the X100V. Then that that didn't really materialize. Then one manager at Fujifilm announced that they were doing a sequel to the. The, I guess the, the now infamous uh, X100V, then uh, some other manager said no. So I, I don't know, man. I think I would go with what exists today <laughs> and yeah. I would pick one up, uh, pick one X1, uh, X1S20, uh, which I believe, to be honest, is probably one of the most underrated Fujifilm camera at the moment because it packs in so much features. Um, I mean, 6.2K video on in this little thing. And yes, if you run it for 45 minutes, it will overheat. Let's let's not uh, kid ourselves. But um, if you're traveling and you want to take advantage of all the great 
you know, film simulations, the latest and greatest, uh, the processor, 6.2K and all this great stuff, man, it's, it's hard to beat. The only thing that I'm still like, ah, you know, it could have been better is the weather sealing. Like I would have loved this camera to be weather sealed, just like yeah. to your point, the X100V uh, with that little uh, filter when you put it on. So that, that, that one is, you know, I think might be if you're, if you're, if, if it's a hundred percent um something that you need the weather ceiling then the x s20 is off i don't know do you need it uh but not well yeah no depending on where i'm at like i don't think i'll use it for anything crazy um the the last time i used a camera in in, in crazy weather was when i took my xe4 for a walk through a snowstorm and it did just fine. That's not weather sealed either. Yeah, you're right. So if if it could handle that, that I mean, the Fuji system has weather sealed or not has always done a good job at taking the weather. And I think I'd be okay. It's not like I'm doing any kind of crazy expeditions in like you know rainforest or anything like that. Everything I'm doing is pretty tame. So I think it'll be fine. Um, but then hurry up, hurry up. Christmas yeah. is not three days. <laughs> yeah. At the time of this recording, it's, it's the December 22nd and yes, the clock is ticking. I really need <laughs> to make it fast. Um, it is such a great little camera. I, I got a chance to use it and I wrote an article for Fuji love magazine and it was just about how I overthought the entire process. Like the camera is so easy to use that I made it harder for myself because <laughs> I, 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 w I was trying to do things that, that, that were simple and, and I was just overcomplicating it. And, and yeah, by the time I got the hang of it, when I had to unlearn what I learned, it, it is just such a fun camera to use. Like the, the video is easy. The, the stills are easy. Um, it, it's, I, I mean, on the one hand, you know, I, I like the the knobs and dials of the X XT series and the X Pro series, but because this is such a video centric camera as well, I was cool with not having those uh, those dials. But it did have me try to relearn everything a, a little bit, and when I got the hang of it, it was it was great. Yeah, for me, I guess it was using the X H two S for so long that got me into the rhythm i would say or yeah. the design language that uh that these type of cameras offer so i was uh okay and um i also really really like the form factor like I, I know you know people love their xts and the dials and all these great stuff and even the x pro and I'm, i am a big fan of the x pro line too but there's something to be said about the grip and how small yep. it is and how easy to your point it is to operate sometimes uh, to your point we we kind of over complexify stuff like mean, at the end of the day we we point we shoot you know we, we try to get it right in camera if you can put a film sim that you like or a recipe even better but at the end of the day it's about capturing the moment the story and you know then looking at it and and thinking how great it was to to be able to capture that fraction of a second so i, I honestly i kind of stopped chasing the perfect camera because it doesn't exist there's even youtube channels that talk about yeah that. <laughs> the fact that it doesn't exist and secondly, the specs race, I think you and I discussed multiple times about that, but past two years, honestly, even past four years, all the cameras are great. They're all good. They're all great. Yep. They all take incredible images. They all have great megapixel and low light and all this great stuff. So 
it really becomes a choice, a very personal choice of what makes you want to pick it up and, and create new stories with it. Oh, absolutely. And, and with that, uh, what were some of your highlights for 2023? Now that we're kind of ending the year, uh, whether it was with a Fuji camera or any other camera system, like how, how was, how was your run with, uh, with, with trying out gear and, uh, like, like any other kind of story, any locations that you visited this year that were, uh, really cool. Yeah. Uh, Barcelona, I will say top of top of the list. Yes. Definitely a city. It was my first time in Barcelona and every single street. I don't know if it was because I was so inspired by the environment, the people or whatever, but I, I found that every single street, there was a story that was unfolding there. And I just captured like just a, a nice, uh, regular, uh, on a nice regular day where people were just going about their day and there was this cat and this little kid just uh and i didn't take a photo of the face of the kid i reassure people on this podcast uh, but she was just like petting the, the little cat and it was so calm and the colors were the light was fading anyways it was just a perfect moment i was like oh, this is why i always have my camera with me and i had uh i had an x100v when i when i was there because that was a very small package that was the camera that was with me and i think i actually posted it unedited just a recipe i think it was a quick for porto 400 recipe on yeah fuji x weekly app that i highly recommend uh and it it was such a simple moment with a simple camera and a simple process to share it with my community that i'm like all those years that i've been building the knowledge base and the gear uh, understanding of the specs and all this for a moment like this where it doesn't really matter you know yep. <laughs> the camera or the or, or or what you use um i just happened to have a, a small camera that was on me and and to capture that moment that was kind of a kind of a highlight and the other highlight is i have to tell you this story i i, I shared it on my latest episode of the visual storytelling podcast with my guest but i got an email from a person that said hey i just bought a print on your website and it's a print uh, called The Girl in the Window. And it's uh, an, actually a street shot that I took uh, in New York. And uh, I'm like, cool. And I continue reading the email. And she's like, I'm actually the mother of the girl in the window. I'm like, oh, my God. Okay, that's that's actually <laughs> getting interesting. And then she's like, I want to offer it to the grandparents. And I'm sure they're going to cry because they love their, their granddaughter so much. And this, this photo is so beautiful. And I'm like, wow, okay, this is another reason why I keep shooting and keep doing photography is that an image that lasted one second or a fraction of a second that I took, uh, somebody bought it, somebody offered it to the fam a family member, and it'll hopefully look at it for multiple multiple years and it makes people feel something so for me i'm like wow that's it i, I will i will die with my camera in my hands that's for sure <laughs> <laughs> how did they find you i will have to admit that they found me on instagram <laughs> we cannot really? get around instagram yeah, yeah yeah so i posted it and it was uh also the staff pick at a blurb uh when, when i produced my uh my zine yep. uh, identified the um the zine as staff pick and they, they did a big mailing push and some advertising and she said she saw an ad and then she went to my instagram and then she went to my website and then she ordered the uh the actual uh print and uh, and magazine so um yeah it's a, that it's a story that keeps on uh <laughs> on giving if I, small if I world wow yeah and, and i you know what that that's actually awesome that she 
she recognized it as art and because so many times you hear of people getting angry that they were photographed and uh and in this case it it was monetized because it's it's your artwork it's your work uh but that she received it so well that's that is awesome to hear I, I was so happy I actually included, uh, I shouldn't say that on this podcast, but an extra copy because I'm like, I want the, the oh, actual yeah. mother of the girl in the window to have her own copy of that uh, free of charge, of course, and uh, and a little handwritten note because, man, this is, I'm, I'm sure it'll only happen, you know, once or twice in my uh, quote unquote career. So I uh, I enjoyed the moment and I'm happy to see that, uh, to your point, art can make people feel good. And it was for me a, a revelation of why we do photography. And I think uh, the more I talk to you, it's not, it's fun because every time we talk, it's like therapy for me. Like I, I go through my <laughs> thought process and, but, uh, but I realized that, uh, yeah, so it's less about uh, the gear, but it's more about the, those, those stories. And this is why I keep doing it day in and day out. That's awesome. And, and you know, I, I think calling it therapy is pretty on point because anytime I'm doing street photography that that is exactly how it feels you're you're just kind of in the moment catching everything in the moment and even if you don't come away with any kind of uh exposures or anything like that it, it just feels so good to to just go out for that walk whether it's you know in a downtown area or uh or a small town large city it just feels so good to 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 do that i i I totally hear you um i i just went for uh some street photography uh last week and i think my favorite photo was uh just a simple one we we had one of those english phone booths those red ones that you see um it was in the middle of portsmouth for some reason (laughs) <laughs> and like I, I caught that with a street light in the background, and I, I mean the the photo wasn't like awesome, but I I caught it with the uh, the classic Neg film simulation, and, and just the way that made it made the red on that phone booth pop, just made things so cool. Uh, and, and that was probably my favorite of the season, uh, I would say, not not of the year. But yeah, there's something something good about street photography, and I, and I know you and I have have been pretty adamant about you know processing our images and applying all those corrections and post and so on. But are you are you like me and you're like spending less time? And I don't mean for the the professional work, of course, the professional work you always you know do uh, the retouching and everything. But are, are you? you know, slowly switching to the other camp where like, hey, there's no need to spend oh. more time in front of the screen. No edits to to that one. I posted it as is. Um, and, and truth be told, uh, uh, my professional work too is uh-huh. very little editing involved. The most I'll do, like, like I'll always capture the raw files just in case I need the raw files. But for the most part, I am just using the 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 JPEGs. Uh, I have a, like a, a for wedding photography. I have a custom. Provia setting that I use uh, across all the cameras and, and all I'm doing is like cropping uh, mm. if anything like I'll, I'll just make 
little adjustments here and there, but nothing major, like no color correction is needed. I, I am, or, or, or if I'm doing a black and white conversion, I have like a, a custom uh, codec T-Max that I have uh, saved on Lightroom that I'll, I'll make a conversion. But yeah. The, from the JPEG, not from the RAF file. I, I do it from the JPEG. Wow. Okay. And, and it comes out great. Um, I, I know some people are screaming at their computers right now that I'm, <laughs> I'm butchering the pixels. It's like, I make it, I make no, no, no qualms about it. I am a butcherer of pixels. I wow. will wreck pixels. I, I, I love the way it turns out afterwards. Uh, as long as the end product looks great, then, and it prints well, then I, I, I am. I'm all for unconventional methods. But, that, but that's that, that's exactly it, uh, Mark. I mean, if if what would you trust more, a, f a photography forum where people are <laughs> really mean and stuff because you yeah. do this or that that way or this way, or the client who's like, "Wow, those pictures are beautiful." I for me, it's very easy, a very de very easy de decision. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And uh, so, yeah, I, 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 I I'm getting. I'm getting the uh, the hang of street photography, I think, uh, and I might branch out into uh, a bigger city uh, ah. moving forward. Like every every New Year's Day, I always go out to uh, Newburyport, which is not far from uh, wh where I live. It's a it, it's a little quaint New England town that is right along the the river that meets the ocean just a few miles down so they have a a lovely wharf uh there uh where a lot of boats and ships dock uh small ships not big ships but every new year's day i'll i'll go around and, and just just get some uh I, I don't know if they would be street photos it's very few people out on new year's day um but just that sheer isolation of everybody it, it, the streets being empty makes for some interesting compositions and i i, I have a blast and, and i think i'll do that again this year weather permitting what's the, what's the primary tool of choice for your street photography uh, right now uh so two years ago i think it was the xt3 uh mm -hmm. last year or, or, or uh, New Year's Day, uh, <laughs> January 1st of this year, it was, uh, I think, the XT, no, XE4. Uh, yes. I brought that no, out. Very low. And this year, I think I'm going to use the XE4 again. Nah, again, it's uh, so easy to carry around, right? So there's no, like, fiddling around. Do you, do you pair it with the 27, or what's your, what's your setup there? I pair it with the 33. Oh, beautiful. The 1.4. Yeah. yeah. I, I love it, but I gotta say, um, while I love the XE, I really miss the X100. Mm -hmm. I, and uh, again, I, I've, I got knows I knows how many times I mentioned it on the show that that I have regrets selling it. <laughs> but Same uh, here. yeah, Same here. <laughs> but that that's why that's why I'm so eager for. Um, this year, uh, uh, not, uh, not this year, uh, this coming January, because when I buy the next X100, I am, I am holding on to that. That that one will be in my hands. Take it from my cold dead hands. 
Yeah. Uh, they uh, can fit that battery in there. That would be nice. Oh, I think they'll do it. I, I yeah. think they'll, yeah, I, I think they'll make that grip a little bit thicker just for, for the battery. That That's my prediction. Then it's a, it's a winner for sure. I mean, oh, absolutely. Better battery. What else? I mean, Ibis maybe, but is it really necessary? I, I don't think so. I mean, if they can fit it in there, fine. So 40 megapixel, Ibis, bigger battery. This is a, a legendary camera. I can announce, pre-announce it. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's really stuck on ibis i i very rarely use ibis i i i have it it might be on it might be off on my xt5 but there there are not many times where i actually need it if i'm doing a wedding i'll usually have off-camera flashes that that will help me freeze freeze action um and, and at nighttime, like during like street photography or anything like that, the higher ISO just adds the 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 noise looks like grain anyway. So I, I don't want to get rid of it. Yeah, it's you know I I can, I never cry if there's ibis or not. Um, I. An extra card slot would be nice, but even that's not a deal breaker for me. No, but you know what they could do, which is taking a page from other camera manufacturers' book, is put some internal memory in there. That would make it so useful because uh, as a lot nice. of people do, we forget our cards or they're they're not empty or whatever. And then how about you get an extra 128 megabyte or gigabytes, sorry, uh, available yeah. built in. I, I love the sound of that. I, I like that too. I think if, if you were to do any kind of redundancy in the X 100, that would be the way to go in. If seeing how solid state drives look on, on, uh, like external drives that I get, they're pretty compact. I think you could get away with, uh, a, a small form factor that it wouldn't bulk up the camera too much. I mean, listen, if Ricoh GR can do it. I think a lot of camera manufacturers can do it. I, think I didn't know they had internal drives. Yeah, they have it, but it's a small one. But it's still it's two gigabyte. I think uh, the camera's sixteen or twenty uh, megapixels, so it's good enough to take uh, you know thirty, forty, fifty shots. Yeah, JPEG, and yeah, I mean, I mean, it would be fairly easy, I think, to do. Then uh, cost-wise, what it would look like, I don't know. But uh, man, if if I think we're we're kind of building the perfect X100R or whatever it's going to be called, right? Yeah. <laughs> Without even noticing it. Fuji, are you listening? Hello? <laughs> it's not too late. <laughs> too late. Uh, I I think that would be the way to go. I, internal internal memory would be uh, ideal. You know what? Honestly, if they come out with the j just the X100V with updated... Uh, updated uh film simulations that would be perfect for me mm. i it's why i haven't bought another x100v I, I, it, right now the i don't know how it is in in your neck of the woods but if i wanted to i could go out and buy a brand new one and be no problem uh it's not on every shelf but i think i saw it on sale at 
Best Buy around here. Really? Yeah. Uh, I'm surprised. Best Buy. At the price at the suggested selling price or overpriced? No, just uh, the the normal box price. Oh man, in Canada there's still uh, this craziness of 2 grand for an X100V. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Nowhere to be found in the in the camera shops. Um mind you that was the only place I saw it. <laughs> but uh yeah, it's um yeah, I just don't want to get it because I've I've just I I love the nostalgia neg film simulation too much now. Um and I I just want that on every camera now. So that's just they, they started on the XH for the nostalgic neg or they started it I think it was on the XT5 and then it went to the XH series and and, and it's on on that moving forward it's on the XS10 um I'm curious oh yeah XS20 <laughs> right mm-hmm. um I'll be curious to see if the new uh what is it the Riala film sim mm. if that makes it to the new X100 if that makes it to the new X100 then that's just bonus. Well, that's, I guess that's what they, you know, got us used to, right? So it's just that uh, whatever you see in the latest one will be in the next one. I, I, I cannot see any scenario where this didn't happen. Uh, Fuji had reasons why the nostalgic neg didn't make it off of the GFX for a little while because that that was GFX exclusive for a little bit. And then... I think the they released a few cameras, like the X100V that that never had nostalgic neg because they said that it couldn't be done, quote unquote, uh, because of the processor elf magic. I don't know. They they, they had their excuse. It's a, bit of, it's a bit of a shaky explanation, to be quite honest. <laughs> I yeah, I, I I Fuji, I love you, but man, it's. It, do better. <laughs> Just put it in. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's it, it, it's like the Canon camera system. I'm just not buying it. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, but anyway, say <laughs> lovey. It is what it is. I, I, you know, as as long as there's an update to the film simulations, you know, I'll I'll be happy. But um, yeah, I'll be curious to see what they pack into this new thing. You think you're going to do a monochrome version? That's also another rumor that's well, fairly fairly small for now, but uh, you see Pentax going with a black and white. You see also Rico doing a film camera. Then you see, of course, Leica with their monochrome uh, revision of the L, uh, sorry, the Q3. Yep. Mono and now the Q, the M11 and all these great cameras, but Imagine a an affordable <laughs> mono sensor that uh, maybe the X100B for I don't know black and white. I don't. Uh, that could be an that option. Would, I think that I'm, would be an yeah. option. If there's one camera band that can do it, I guess it's Fuji. Outside of the Leica and Pentax, they've got to be. Uh, they've got to have their ears on the the market, especially with. With with Pentax uh, making the black and white Leica, that's that's a tough one because that doesn't necessarily mean 
trends because they're so high priced that they're it, it's you can't really gauge how a market will do with with you know with, with their sales but when pentax does it and, and they're flying off the shelves then you got to then you got to pay attention and i think I, I it would make sense with an X100 to make a black and white version. I think that would be really cool. And the price point because the Pentax monochrome, the K33, that's a weird name, the K33. Anyways, uh, it's a uh, 2200. So uh, maybe there is a spot for a, a single lens, um, fixed lens camera out there at, I don't know, 1500, 1700 even. I don't know. Possible. You know where I think it's going to go? If the, I mean, it would make sense for the for the X100. If they don't do it for the X100, then they might do it for the X Pro series. Oh, that will be a nice way to revive a line that, uh, let's just be very honest, might not have been the most. Uh, it's a it's a it's a critic success, but not necessarily a sell in terms of sales. So that might be a good way to revive the whole line. I, I like your idea there. I think I think that would be the way to go. But again, I, I'm I'm just speculating. I'm not in charge of anything. Yes, we want to make it clear that we're speculating and that <laughs> we absolutely have no preview on anything that's coming. We just know that, that, hey, there, there, our only prediction, uh, Mark, is that there will be new cameras coming. <laughs> exactly. Um, I I mean, I, I love the X-Pro line. If I had a chance to have the the guts of the xt5 inside an x pro body that that hands down that that's the way i'll go um which is the other reason why i'm not buying another xt5 uh right now for uh for the gigs that i do i have the xt5 four and three as my primary cameras and I was going to get an XT5, but I'm like, eh, let's see how, uh, let's see how 2024 treats us with. If, if another X20 uh, X Pro Four comes out, then uh, I'll get it. If not, then I'll just get I'll, I'll bite and get the XT5. Yeah. The, so February 20th, I guess it's the date, right? There is a yeah. X Summit that was announced, so uh, we will learn more there. A lot of I mean, X100, pretty sure there's going to be a big reveal there. Um, XE, I don't know, man. Is it the end? You know, they said that the XE4 was dead. And yeah. that went through a whole string of Fuji rumors where it was they reported that the, the line is dead. There's no coming back. Dead as a doornail. And, and then a few months later, we, we, we got the XE4. You know, it, it had a roller coaster ride internally, and then it, it ended up coming out. Uh, the problem is that it came out kind of during the COVID, and yeah. and the uh, it, it just got hammered because the X X one hundred became super popular, and you know parts were at a premium from uh, to be able to manufacture just the the guts for it. I, I don't think it had a fair share, uh, a, fa a fair shake at a, a, at a market. I think 
it, it kind of suffered the same fate as the XH1, mm-hmm. where the XH1 came out, and then shortly after the XT4 came out, and basically killed its own market. Um, yeah. I th- I think that's that's kind of what what happened. Uh, if I were to armchair quarterback this thing, um, I think there'll be an XE. XC5. I think that'll happen. And uh and I hope it does well. Um mm. you know the one I really want to see though? X80. I, I think okay, so you know everything. I mean we, we speak we, we speak <laughs> that, so, so that's many what times everybody wants. <laughs> it's the only one that we haven't mentioned yet. Pocketable in your little front pocket. Shoot, you, you take it out, but then you you want to have the the same to your point film sim and great co- image quality man they need they absolutely need to come back with that line x80 oh, that's man. my vote my vote is going to the x80 the x80 is something that i would love to see oh hands down um when, when the x70 came out i rented it for a little bit and it was just such an awesome camera to use slow as molasses a little bit compared to the other cameras but Man, it just, it was so tiny and it is so cool. Uh, it, it was awesome, but at the time I, I couldn't get it. And by the time I was ready to get it, it was already off the market because of that uh, change in uh, the, the, the camera sensors. So that was short-lived too. And, and getting a camera on, uh, on the third markets, like, it became so popular that it never depreciated in value. It's still not depreciating in value. I, I don't want to buy an X70 for you know as much as I'd pay for an XC4. Yeah, I agree. Uh, that's just I still crazy. have mine. I still have my X70. That's the only one that never left uh, my ecosystem of Fujifilm cameras. And as you know, I have had a couple <laughs> Fujifilm yeah. cameras. <laughs> but uh, the X70, there's something, I don't know, there's just something so practical, so nice. Uh, and I refuse to say stuff like, oh, I'll just use my phone on that trip or whatever on that uh, that party. I refuse to just use my phone. Of course, I do use my phone. As a matter yeah. of fact, I use it more for video. Uh, some Where I used to bring a big video camera, um, the iPhone, I, I have the 14 Pro Max and good enough man good enough stabilization is great and the, the image quality is uh good enough so but i won't start shooting with my phone i know some people do it very uh, efficiently but not that's not me I, st- I still prefer that little camera that you put in your pocket i i agree with you if if i had that i i would be taking that with me uh it's just that cool um i think as much as I would love to see an X80, I don't think that's going to happen just because of battery issues and, and yeah. things like that. Um, I think the XE4 was the spiritual successor to the X80. Um, I think if they were to play their cards right, the XE5 shave that down a little bit. And, mm. and really make that into the successor. Yeah. Uh, I think I think that's the way to go because the XE4 is a it's already a small camera. And if you had the the new 28 uh 
28 millimeter lens. I mean, that thing practically could fit in your pocket. I think if they just kept going with that, they they might see some more success if they can shave a few more millimeters off the the, the overall size. Yep, I agree. Yeah, I'll be curious to see what happens because I think they got the form factor right for the XE line now. And they just need to to just keep going further with it. Um, yeah, but but all in all, I yeah the XE uh, the 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 X seventy man pour one out for a, a legend. That 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 is a awesome little camera. Yeah. Uh, the funny you mentioned that video on the the uh, iPhone. I wholeheartedly agree with you there. Uh, I am also thinking about upgrading my uh iphone 14 pro max to the 15 uh for two reasons now now granted it's not a huge update for one to the other internal wise but being able to record solely onto an sd drive is pretty awesome i i think that goes a huge way for the iphone uh, iPhone line, especially if you're doing a lot of video work. Um, the thing that I always hated about the iPhone is when you're doing any kind of nighttime photography, whether it's street photography or anything, you get these little, little bubbles that appear from, because of, of the light reflecting off, off. The oh light. yeah. Yeah. The, the, the reflection. Yep. Yeah, the, the and if you're doing like any kind of skyline shot, you'll see these little bubbles floating in, in, in space. It's just annoying. And if uh, if what my brother sent me is, is the right kind of photo, he sent me a nighttime photo showing that that problem didn't persist, that they've figured out a way to solve that problem. I... <laughs> I might, I might upgrade that too. <laughs> it's amazing what they can do with software these days. <laughs> oh my God. I, is it a soft, I don't know if it is a software problem. Like part, I mean, the reason is because the, the, the lens, the camera lens is re re reflecting off the, the, the outside lens, the, the glass that's covering the lens. Mm. It's kind of like, uh, have you ever used a promist filter? on, yep, on yep. Absolutely, you'll, yeah. you'll have that same problem if you're doing any kind of nighttime shots that that reflection off the glass um and it's all because you're using a, an additional piece of uh glass over the the, the in, internal glass yeah uh, i mean w whatever it is if it's software or for its hardware i i'm all for it i i, I that alone will get me to upgrade <laughs> Yeah, I, I, it's amazing what we can do with uh, with those little phones these days. Um, and again, if you're a camera manufacturer, yes, you've got competitors like Sony and like Canon and so on, if you're Fuji, but people will take their phone to take photos. So that's also a competitor. You know, it used to be a time where people were like, nah, you know, there's no way phones are going to get as good as cameras. And yes, it's smaller sensors, but that's that might be over with integration of hardware very good hardware to your point the lens is very good now 
and, and software computational photography. So, wow, it's uh, this is where guys like Sony coming in with a global shutter and like a Specs Beast. I don't, I don't even know the name of the camera that they released, but that's I guess this is the future of and and Leica coming in with like a chip that recognizes if it's AI or not. Uh, man, if you're a camera manufacturer in 2023 and beyond. Good luck to differentiate because, uh, like we said, all the cameras are pretty, pretty solid. So you'll have to find other points of differentiation. Even the look and feel, Mark, you saw what Nikon did there, right? They're like, what? There's a market for retro-looking cameras? Well, I mean, we're an OG brand. We can do that. And they did. And I don't know how, how it's going for the sales, but it seems to be pretty, pretty attractive for uh, full-frame shooters on Nikon. It didn't work out so much the first time around, if I remember correctly, because this yes, is it was the, an APS-C, right? The first one that they released? No, I think it was a full frame. Oh, really? Okay, okay, okay. I think. I, I mean, I'm not an icon shooter, but I remember them coming out with a full frame ca- oh, or a camera where they were showing the, the the dials and everything, and they were making a big deal out of it. And, and, and I think that kind of fizzled out. But now they, they're, you know, take two on it. I think it's doing doing better, uh, but I haven't heard any sales figures or anything like that. Uh, I haven't heard any kind of like bragging that oh we can't keep up with demand or anything like that. Uh, I'll be curious to see what's going on. I mean, I would love for them to succeed. Nikon is a great brand. Yeah. Um, I mean, for what it's worth, um, the digitalcameraworld.com identifies it as the top retro looking uh best retro camera this is it's their first pick the nikon zf and then the fujifilm xt5 and the olympus omd mark 5. i never could get into olympus i actually tried them before i i went into fuji and it was okay um but it was just not for me i i didn't just something about the feel of it just didn't uh, didn't work well for me. Um, but have you tried the Rico? I've tried the Rico GR, but none of the Pentax DSLR uh, type form cameras since they're the same company. But the, the Rico GR three I tried, and that was a notch too little for me. Like I, I love pocketable cameras. I love to have it on me and so on. But the fact that there was no viewfinder and it was very, very, very small, smaller than my phone, actually. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 I have big hands, so it, it, it wasn't the right fit for me, honestly. Yeah. I'd be curious to try the Rico. It, it, it seems like a fun camera. I never got into the film version of the, the Rico either. Uh, that was under my radar way back in the early aughts. Uh, but I mean, it, it just looks like a fun little little device to use. If I were Pentax or Rico, I would I would run to build a re- revised version of the film camera. I mean, this is the time. There's a, it is the perfect time because yeah. Leica did that with the 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 Leica M6, right? Yeah. So they did the. It's actually a, a Leica MP and a Leica M6 enclosure. <laughs> but, <yeah. laughs> It's, uh, it's it's very it's very very good, but uh, again, very expensive. So if you're Rico and you know that there is a, an interest in film photography and you know that you have a, a winning product because they did. I mean, the little Rico 
GR, the original one, the film one, was a, a pretty big success. So, yeah, I guess uh, I'm sure somebody down there is thinking about it <laughs> or even oh, working on it. No doubt. Um, so with, with the year coming to a close, uh, you know, we, we've heard rumors about the X100. Uh, what What other camera do you think is going to make its way into Fujifilm? Like, yeah. what do you think is the the lineup for twenty twenty four? Well, they they don't really have a choice to bring the X Pro to to our earlier point, the X Pro line back. So X Pro four is kind of the, where it all started, right? So I I I see an X Pro four in my crystal ball that I don't have, but then I see that uh, happening in uh, in twenty four, and also the GFX, which has been a very uh, successful uh, format for them, the the medium format. Uh, maybe a GFX 100 S2, uh, that will be an interesting one, and also the uh, <clears throat> the, the 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 lenses, right? So they have a, a GF 500 millimeters, I think that's coming up. Yeah, and, that's in the roadmap. Yeah, so that's that's pretty pretty solid. So to accompany that, I would definitely see a a, a next version of the of the G, uh, GFX system. Yeah, that makes sense. I I would love to see another GFX R camera. Mm. Uh, that rangefinder style was just so cool. Um, if I were to have a tinfoil hat and, and go, you know, swing for the fences, I would say they would come out with a GFX R, either a fifty or a one hundred, and really swinging for the fences like really you know just getting high on rumors <laughs> um i would say they make a medium format version of the x100 and just use that gfx body with a fixed lens in there i think nice be awesome i i think that will be very unique in the landscape and that's what fuji is all about right so not necessarily taking the same routes as everybody else. That would be nice. And now you got me excited, even though if it's a prediction or it's, it's something that might not materialize, I would I would be into that. That's for sure. I think with the with the X uh, the GFX one hundred Mark II, the the fact that they're really cranking it up with the speed factor, I think says a lot. And I think having a, a a fixed lens street photography kind of deal is going to be a great goalpost for them to, to be able to show that off. Um, if it doesn't come next year, uh, in 2024, then I would say it would be a definite by 2025. Uh, if you see a, Whatever GFXs that they release, if you see a good progression in that autofocus performance, then I, I, I would be, you know, being a betting man, I would say that would be inevitable because mm. I, I mean, that, that would be the thing that you would need for, 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 uh, a fixed lens, right? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I mean, again, they have the knowledge and they know how to market a, a fixed lens camera. They have the the look and feel down to the to a science. Yeah, so it would make total sense. Yeah. 
I would say, logistically speaking, for next year, I definitely see, I mean, obviously the X100 upgrade. I yep. think we will see an X Pro next year, along with the the, the GFX, um, the the GFX 100s. I think, uh, I think you're 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 right on the money on that. Um, that 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 would be a good way to go. Um, uh, yeah, that would be that would be my guess too. I would uh, like to see an update on the lenses too. The sixteen to fifty five. That's that's a bit old and um Oh yeah, that's right. They are making an update to that, right? Oh they are? No, I think it's a it's a it's the kit lens version they are they are updating. The one that's Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They're updating the kit lens version. Oh, I, I see what you mean. The, to do the 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 the, 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 the one. like the, the bread and butters and you know the yeah. one that's glued on your camera for any type of situation. That one is a bit old, it's a bit big and it doesn't have uh image stabilization built in anyways uh, i think it could be smaller it could be um as robust and as weather seal as the one that they came out in the first place but way smaller and uh, less heavy i think if they so yes to to what you said let me offer an alternative uh, i think when canon updated to their mirrorless system they made their replacement to the 24 to 70, but it was an F2 instead of an F2.8. If I if if I'm incorrect, then please send me a message. Oh, you're right. You're right. I, I remember now. Yeah, it was a uh, it was a good uh, good move for for them. Yeah. So if they're going to update that, I would like them to see that do 16 to 55, and just make it an F2. It won't won't change the, I mean, it may make it a little bit bigger, um, but my God, that would be worth it. <laughs> if you keep the same size as today, but if you keep it the same better. size, that's yeah. a win. Yeah, that's smart. Yeah, and you get the equivalent of a lot of prime lenses. And <laughs> oh my God, yes, that yeah. I would seriously consider that because that would. That would mean I I don't have to carry more than uh, two cameras with me. That would be no. Let's face it, I'd still carry two cameras. <laughs> not one point four. It's not a thirty three, Mark. You'll still need your your beloved thirty three. I, I oh, you know what? I I, I probably would. That that thirty three is magic. Um, yeah, uh, I, I I don't know. I might go. If that if they made an F two, I might have that on one camera, and then on the other one, I I'd alternate between the thirty three and probably the ninety millimeter because I love the ninety millimeter F two. That thing is super awesome. Uh, the the bokeh on that is just mm, perfect. Uh yeah, that would be cool. Oh my god, that that would be, yeah, can't imagine what that would cost. <laughs> One lens to rule them all. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, cool. So that, that's some good speculation for next year. Uh, what are you going to... Uh, do you have anything cool planned for next year? A couple of uh, trips, of course. This is uh, basically my uh, 
every every year I try to plan one or two trips, and this is where I get my most uh, inspiration, the most inspiration when I when I shoot. And of course, I do shoot locally too. But I don't know. There, there's just something about being in another city. So we have a couple trips planned up. I do have some big plans for the podcast also because it's going so well on that front. I am going to not reveal it today, but uh, stay tuned because there might be an enhanced, let's just say, version of the podcast where you can not only hear it, but maybe see it at some point. And uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, on the photography front, my, my goal is actually to reduce the number of like cameras and lenses that I don't use uh, and and have, you know, just one or two cameras that I really, really uh, own and, and, and use that to uh, until they, until they break. So I'm, I'm not, I'm not planning on upgrading anytime soon. Uh, I could be tempted, you know, and uh, with, with everything that's coming up, but my goal is really, really to, to focus on the story and connecting with, even more people uh, from around the world. So that's my uh, that's my ultimate goal for F24. Nice. So right now I'm in the planning stage for April of next year for the solar eclipse. Um, I am trying to work out some logistics there uh, and also alternative plans if, if the weather turns sour for <laughs> the forecast. I, I, I absolutely want to um, take my family to, to see this event. Uh, I've never seen a, a total eclipse. Uh, and yeah, I'm going to pull my kids out of school just for that. Uh, I think it's worth it. And uh, yeah, that's what I have on the horizon right now. Uh, and I'm still trying to work out an area that we will photograph in and, and be able to like just just set up a little base um but yeah that that's what i have on the horizon nice and, nice. When, and that's it right now <laughs> when is that plan i'm sorry i'm not that i should know but uh, when is it like when is it that is, i be believe totally april 8th april 8th okay that's good yeah. that's good to know and is I'm there like a <laughs> is there a country or a specific place on the planet where they recommend to be or like what's, yes. the, what's the deal where, where are you based out of again I'm in Montreal, Canada, so I guess uh, what you're right in the path. What? Yes. <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, yeah. Plan C is knocking on your door. <laughs> uh-huh, of course, you're more than welcome, man. <laughs> I'm holding you to that. <laughs> yes, you heard it first here. <laughs> Gotta get my passports ready. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it, it's like right through that uh, neck of the woods. Wow. Good and, to know. I'm, yeah. I'm putting an X on my calendar. There you go. <laughs> Very cool. Um, so yeah, uh, I, I I would like to thank you for 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 being on the show again to close out this year, and, and you know we'll definitely have you back on uh, various moments next year uh, to talk about new gear, new adventures, and everything like that. Uh, I want to wish uh, the the listeners to uh, a very Happy holiday, whatever holiday you celebrate. I hope it's the the most awesome that you've had. Uh, and of course, I wish everybody a safe and happy new year. Uh, Fred, tell the world where they can find you on the web. 
Oh, very easy. Uh, Fred Ranger on all the platforms and fredranger.com. And of course, the Visual Storytelling Podcast. Mark, thank you so much again for inviting me. It's always a blast. And uh, we have so much fun talking about the gear, the stories, and all this great stuff. Most of the time, we're wrong about the prediction, but <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> it's not politics. So it's exactly. all right. <laughs> very exactly. cool. Fred, have an awesome Christmas. Have an awesome new year. Uh, I can't wait to see. Uh, and, and listen to more more stories, more uh, and, and see more of your magazine and, and everything. Your work is fantastic. Everybody should subscribe and, and check it out. And yeah, until next year. <laughs> Cheers and happy holidays to everybody. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoy the show. And I hope to see you back next week. I wanted to also mention one more time that this is brought to you by Fuji Love Magazine. For the latest and greatest in all things Fujifilm X-Series and GFX, head on over to fujilove.com. Subscribe today. And my name is Mark Sadowski. You can find me on Instagram or Twitter. Mostly Instagram, though. I'm at Mark Sadowski. That's Mark with a C. And you can also check out my other podcast, Xmark. It's a Fujifilm-esque kind of show where it's more spice of life and pretty infrequent. But if you want more of my voice, that's the place to check it out. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you soon. Mm-hmm.